knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Welcome to the Real Down on Paddling Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. What's up, everybody? You about to bring us in, Brian? I heard you taking a deep breath. <laughs> you were like, I always forget. never mind. Like, oh, 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 should I go? Should I go? No. Well, welcome Get back, up. everybody, to The Real Down. Uh, another great show. Got Mr. Brian here. Uh, figured Woo-hoo. I would bring in our hype man, which apparently he's not all that hype from what he's telling me. I'm uh, hyped, man. I'm hyped. This is uh no, this is super exciting, man. Uh no, dude. I've I'm kind of mad that you wouldn't let me tell anybody because like you told me you didn't want to tell anybody. Well, I did, but I was like <laughs> I could at least tell them when they asked, you know. Well, when you come up with a good idea and you're like, Yeah, maybe we should like not tell the rest of the group, and I was like, Yep, we won't tell them. <laughs> yeah, you you did. You're like, don't tell them shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> Oh, I no, went ahead I and told Brad when I jumped in on their show. I mean, they weren't recording, but I told Brad just because he actually messaged me and was like, I know who it is. And he guessed right. And I still told him he was wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, um, you know, when it when it all came up, you know, that uh, Dan wanted to do a new segment um, and it it made total sense um, that he wanted to do what he's going to do. Um, 
So I totally agreed with him. And then, you know, you and I had that conversation like, okay, well. For anybody that missed it, Dan left me to start an OnlyFans page. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but, um, you know, it, 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 we had the conversation like, okay, well, who do we find to replace him? And, you know, obviously we wanted it. Somebody that fishes a lot of tournaments, knows the tournament scene and all that kind of stuff. And we started brainstorming back and forth and, throwing names out and then you threw a name out and you were like hmm you think he would actually be interested in doing it and i'm like what's the worst he's gonna say bro no i I still can't (laughs) believe that because like i built it up in my head to go the other way yeah like i had like plan b through fucking like k (laughs) and then me and him were talking he's like no this could work and i was like oh 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 Okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) Like, but probably best idea I've ever had that I pulled just out of nothing. Like, and I don't say that, like, I don't have faith in this person or, you know, they're not great at everything they do or anything. I just was like, "Ah, why not? We'll try. We'll ask. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's, uh, it's super exciting. It's somebody that, uh, a lot of folks in the kayak fishing community have looked up to and, uh, gained a lot of knowledge and, you know, just really respectful, uh, all across the board. I mean, Oh yeah. And he's about as OG as it gets. Like basically if you get into kayak fishing, you know who this person is. You, like you said, you've probably got some tips from him or some inspiration, motivation, you know, like it's weird for me that he's going to be my co-host because he was a big part of me learning how to fish how I fish. Yeah. You know, it kind of crazy. Well, I remember when I told Jay that night, um, here at the studio and he was like, you're serious. Like, no, come on. Really? I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm serious. And, uh, he's like, dude, it's crazy. And I remember I had a conversation with our new co-host that day. And, you know, I got off the phone and I was telling Jay, I'm like, man, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, we had a, a pretty deep conversation about everything. And uh, like, I never thought ever in my life I'd have that conversation with this certain person. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, it was certain super cool, man. And uh, I'm super stoked. So should we should we stop teasing? Should we like we could up more? No, no, I think it, I think it's time. But I'll, I'll lead into it by saying this: only one person guessed right on the. Yeah, uh, yeah, the I post. did see that. I did see that, uh, and that was just yesterday too. I think there yep. was a lot of great guesses, and a lot of those guesses were on the list for sure. They really were. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, that was two. That was three. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right before we bring him on, Mister Elvis Lee, you were correct. Um, We'll reach out to you if you listen to this before you see the message. Be looking for the message or reach out to us, me personally, Brian, Paddle and Finn, whatever it takes. But without further ado, the new co-host of The Reel Down, new member of the Paddle and Finn family, Mr. Drew Gregory! (laughs) (laughs) There's the hype. Blow their drums out. Yes, you are the hype man, my friend. (laughs) Jimmy, you were right about that. Uh, no, great to be here. You guys are making me blush back here in the green room over here, uh, whatever, backstage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, appreciate all those kind words, man. It's it's just cool to be here. I just love, you know, kayak fishing, love talking tournaments. And uh, I, I really have 
come to love the Paddle and Fin Network and what you guys do, and you know, been working hard, kind of like like me, just grew up just you know as a hard worker, you know, son of a of a of a minister, just hard working dude. And you guys, I see it. You're working so hard. It, you know, 600 episodes you guys did recently. Yeah, that is my goodness. I can't even comprehend. It's hard for me and you know Ken and I to get on and. and do just like 12 or 14 a year, but you guys are crushing it and you're very neutral in the space of kayak fishing. You know, you're, you're not like, you know, slanted one way or the other towards this tournament trail, that tournament trail, this brand or that brand. You're very neutral. And I, th- I said, you know what? I talk tournament fishing anyway. I love it. And you guys are experts at the podcasting scene and understanding it. So I thought, I don't know about this that. is actually a great way. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're, you're you. better than I am. Trust me. I have to, I have to struggle to figure out all this stuff, you know, to, to upload it and to schedule it and do all the stuff that, that I do behind the scenes. So it actually worked out perfect because when you asked me, Jimmy, it was kind of like, dude, this could actually work perfect because if you guys can handle that side of things and I just have to show up and talk, you know, that's kind of where, I feel like I, you know, really excels that stuff, not the behind the scenes stuff that confuses me sometimes. Maybe I'm showing my age. I'm getting kind of like confused with technology and stuff. Sometimes. But old old man Drew. That's right. <laughs> but if that's all I have to Gregory. do, show up and talk tournament fishing, dude. I love. Yeah. I, I just love fishing. Love tournament fishing, and what tournaments have done for me. It's kind of like you know what they say, this is maybe a bad analogy to start with as the, the co-host, but you know what they say about there's, you know, certain drugs are gateway drugs. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, or, or you, once you do something and you need like an, another high, like once you eat something that's kind of sweet, you move on to something else. And then like my son, Theo, you know, he's once he's, once he's had like some cake with icing, my God, he just wants the icing. Now it doesn't want anything else. <laughs> like you just want to get that next level. Okay. So to me, that's what tournaments have always done. Uh, fishing was awesome on its own and it still is, but you add that next element to it and your heart's pounding for a 14 incher. Whereas back, you know, before I was really focusing on tournaments, heart didn't really pound that much for 14 incher anymore. I'd caught thousands in my life. So it was like, whatever, let me ski this thing in. Who cares? So tournaments have done a lot for me to, to enhance my fishing, you know, uh, out there, just make it more fun and entertaining for me. So, and just really tickle that, competitive side too that that i have always had as a sports guy um so yeah i'm excited to be here and just i get to talk and just and you guys handle the other side of things and that's this is exciting for me man. i'm thrilled yeah so, it's great with us with paddle and finn that like you said with like the behind the scenes and kind of the work that goes into it there, there's people that help us with that you know you know in the house obviously other hosts yeah. like brian does a lot i won't take that from him at all but we do have a couple other guys that'll help with the edits and the uploads and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's a good move. Like you said, like you, you think you're getting to come and talk, but it's also not adding a lot of more work for, for us. Cause it's kind of like, we're already doing it, you know? So, so uh, this is actually episode 623. And then uh, we also just hit uh, 400,000 plays Woo! this week. Wow. So that's crazy to year. think about. Well, year one was like, I, I posted up in the group chat the other day, but I think year one was like 12,000 or something like that. Year yeah. two was like uh, 100,000. And then last year, this past year is like 250. So it's yeah. just crazy, man. It, it's growing and uh, it's just awesome to have, uh, 
you come aboard, Drew, and uh, Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com You know, I feel like we're, I, I feel like it was something that was kind of bound to happen with one of the shows was sure, you know, the, that that next level name, whether it been, it worked out for me because you're, you know, you're a heavy tournament angler on top of everything else. Everybody already knows you for tournament director, TV show, podcast, everything, man. Angler of the year. Um, but there's more to this and we've had the other part of this surprise sitting back there. So, uh, Brian, on top of Drew being my co-host, what else did we get as like the package? The, well, I'm getting confused now. Like, what name do I use? <laughs> the Hooked on Wild Waters podcast is coming to Paddle and Finn, but it is now going to be called the River Bassin Podcast. Did I get that right? All it right. is. And, and we're getting Ken, we too. Get Ken, the man Morris! <laughs> Woo! Hey, guys, what's up? What's up, brother? All, All right. right. We're going to keep calling you Dr. Noisewater. It, on the new river oh that's right it. i totally screwed that up i should no, no. hey the man <laughs> morris is good too i can work with that yeah absolutely actually so, that's, uh, that's actually that's really really funny um i put my my name in my wife's phone as the man morris uh, a long time ago <laughs> like when we were dating like was, so that that actually is pretty funny Nice. So there you go for everybody that's going to check it out on YouTube. It's a little graphic that uh, Drew and Ken threw together and sent us over real quick. River Bass and Podcast. So same great stuff with a new name, new look for coming over and joining our family. Yeah, yeah. man. So you want me to explain this uh, name change real quick? I'm sure everyone's wondering why we are changing our name to from Hooked on Waters. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's a little bit to this, and I can't explain every bit of it yet because you'll you'll – understand why even more in the future but okay ken tell me if let's just air it out right here because i'm pretty sure you agree with me we had a great podcast um and we have obviously had a great podcast with hooked on wild waters and we're going to continue to have a great one with river bassin but when we first started the podcast hooked on wild waters was you know obviously the name of the show that i did uh youtube waypoint tv was out there great well-produced show if you haven't watched them go check them out and then we just said, this is perfect. We'll just roll that straight into the, the name of the podcast, right? So yeah. that's what we did. But my true passion, like Hooked on Wild Water was, was great because back when I was with Jackson, right, we needed the show to be something that wasn't bass focused because we were making kayaks for, you know, the inshore flat, offshore, yeah. and it, every kind of species of fish we wanted to market. So because that was a marketing tool for Jackson and not, and all my other sponsors, of course, it was nice that we called it hooked on wild waters. Cause then we could always go wherever we wanted to go and do whatever we wanted to do as long as it was, it was with water, right. And in a kayak. So now, you know, that it, it's no longer a show and I'm doing my passion and my heart, as you guys probably know from the reason I started the river bass and tournament trail and that brand. And I know all people listening to this, you're probably like, Oh, is the river bass and tournament trail coming back? Well, 
no, I, you know, I wish I could find someone to take that over and just do that. So no, that's not the reason why we're changing it, but that's just more where when you and I started this thing, uh, can we would interview, we would do more tips and tactics and talk about how to fish rivers and, and have guests on. It was more, more that style of podcast. Right. And then it, it morphed into when I started doing tournaments more, became real busy doing that. It morphed into every time we talk, it's we're recapping what you and I just did in the tournament scene. It became this tournament talk podcast. It's called hooked on wild waters. And it didn't make a lot of sense, which is why it makes sense for me to, to join Jimmy over here. I guess I'm pointing the wrong way, but Jimmy, <laughs> uh, because now I get to talk tournaments with Jimmy and it, not that we will never mention our the tournaments, obviously on the new river bass and podcast, because obviously I do fish a lot of rivers in the tournaments, but we'll, yeah. we'll mention them. But when you really want to hear some tournament talk, you know, you go to the, the paddle and fin, you know, the reel down, that's what, that's where you want to go. If you yeah. want to, learn more tips and tactics and maybe we maybe we get dan on and you know on our show we yeah. talk about i know by the way dan's show i mean unbelievable guy you guys want to check out a show i'm not sure if uh it's a what's it called the advanced angler yeah, is that the name advanced was angler. it the yeah. advanced angler podcast that he's starring for paddle and finn uh by the way dan i will be happy to go on your show and talk about i know you mentioned uh last show about my the rod and reel theory that i have with using the same length rod you know, anyway, I can get it. I can get deep into that with you because I'll there is it. logic to it. Real yeah. Back yeah. Yeah. Real back in. That's right. I'll go, I'll go with you on Girl. that one. That's right. But anyway, we will be talking about stuff like that. And of course, how to approach rivers and creeks and things we do and try to give away some of the juice. Uh, I don't think I'm going to ever give away all the juice, but I'm going to give away a lot of, lot of the good stuff. You know what I mean? I got to keep some close to the vest because after yeah. all, I am trying to compete in these tournaments, and you don't see any major league baseball pitchers telling the the batters, "Hey, a fastball's coming." You know what I mean? Here you go. You know, <laughs> so you got to keep a little bit, you know, close to the vest. But of course, I want to help everybody out there learn and you know yeah. catch fish too, and, and have a good time and enjoy the rivers um, the way that you know we love to do. So, and that Jimmy, I know you love to do, like you mentioned too. So that'll be I can't, awesome. I can't wait that y'all are since y'all are going back to that focus. I cannot wait yeah. just because, like that's what I look for the most like on the internet or listen to other shows is someone that gets into that, you know, mindset of fishing and there's not a lot of it. So I've always like, like something you said one time that stuck out to me the most was when you were talking about walking up to a spot with your little laser thermometer, check it or no oh, yeah. meat thermometer. Yeah. Meat thermometer. And checking the temperature of the water. I have not a meat thermometer. I use a laser, but yeah. I will like, when I'm wanting to do that, I'll pull up and like you said, man, it'll be like 54 degrees. I'm like, well, nope. I'm like going somewhere else. <laughs> Dude, well, it's, it's, it's true. We're, it works, man. I mean, I speed date. I speed date when I, uh, <laughs> I say when I, when I pre-fish, this is the way I can, I seriously, I consider it speed dating. When I pre-fish, Ken has seen me, man. He knows he stayed with me at, at houses before. I don't stay in an area long and I zip and I drive. Sometimes I don't even put in. I, I try to hit it on just like, you know, like I said, it's just, it's a speed date for all those you know, locations and potential areas to, to launch and fish. Uh, I assess them just like, Hey, she walks to the door. You take a glance, you know, whatever. Yeah. We call, I we'll call it efficient. We're very efficient, efficient. with our previous yes. time. Yes. <laughs> oh, some, oh, some lily pads. Oh, some rock over there. She's like a 9.5. I might like this spot, you know? And, uh, I speed you're date. Coming back in 10 minutes later, like that stupid too. She keep it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's stuck up. She's got some, she's got some deeper issues. You, you couldn't see in the surface, you know, 
<laughs> anyway, lily pads well, are sagging. She's got a freeze. <laughs> well, uh, we've obviously we've had Drew on our show tons of times. Ken, you've been on a few times, but uh, tell us a little about you for anybody listening to our show that may have missed the episodes we've had with you on or not caught you on the noob show or whatever, but uh, tell yeah. us about yourself. So uh, let's see here. It's probably going on five or six years. It'll be in my bio with a little bit more uh, specific information of when I started kayak fishing. But basically uh, I start. I picked, I fished when I grew up with my family and stuff. And then, but it was always just like, you know, random fun stuff. It wasn't like anything serious. I never like, I really started to get into bass fishing probably six years ago. And then that was about the time I was graduating from the school I was in. And my wife bought me a kayak as a graduation present. So then that's when I utilized Good wife. That. Yeah, right? <laughs> she had no idea the mistake she was making, right? Oh, yeah, she regrets it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I started fishing off of out of the, you know, the little sit-in that she bought me. And within two weeks of owning the kayak, I found a kayak tournament and with these guys over here. And I was, I was done. Like that was lights out from then. So immediately a month or two after that, I found river bassin tournament trail. And, and that's just the, the very, or that's like the simple origins of how I got started. So I, I started fishing the river bassin trail. I started fishing some local stuff. Um, so you went from like zero to all in, in like a month, man, that's yeah, basically. So then I started, you know, bass fishing more and more and it became like every weekend I was going out. It wasn't like going out four or five times a year. Like I was like, no plans this weekend. I'm out of, uh, I'll be on the water. I'll be on the water. I'll yeah. be on the water. Remember like, that gateway drug comment I said? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, so, a, he's yeah, that he's icing so, tastes so good. Yeah, dude, you were, um, you're addicted. So then, you know, I, my buddy Clayton and I like started traveling to do the river bass and tournament trail. And this is where I met Drew, uh, via him being the tournament director and running the trails. And it was just one of those things where like I had extra, we had extra time because we always stayed through the weekend or whatever. And we just kind of hung around and have anything else to do just to talk fishing and like learn and like, Hey, you know, Drew's, I was trying to get on Jackson's fishing team. I was fishing out of Akusa HD, like this and that. And, you know, talking, trying to talk to Drew to get information or learn or whatever, because he was very good at that and watching his videos. And it was, ended up being like sticking around after the tournaments and helping him pack the, the RV back up or pick up the stuff. And then it was like, oh, Christina, like, really needs Free labor there. goes a long way. So it was like, it was help reorganizing. It was helping Christina, like, wrap, you know, with the dogs. And then it, that was another thing. It was like, I'm the school I was talking about, I'm a veterinary technician. So basically a nurse for animals. And that eventually Sweet. came up. And then, so then I'd randomly get a call and Drew's like, I'm in Texas. There's a cactus stuck to my dog's face. What do I do? Like, you know, like you just <laughs> yeah. kind of like you know, pull it, it off. It's a, tr- it's a true story, man. It's a long, uh, it's a long What are you doing long... to your dogs, Drew? <laughs> it was a... it's we, maybe it was... we'll get into that sometime. Yeah. But, you know, so we basically should. over the past five or six years, our friendship has evolved from me just being a participant <laughs> to actually helping with the tournament trail he eventually asked me to come on to help judge fish like i was a tournament direct like i was a judge for him for a little while and then one day he called me he was like hey do you know anything about podcasts i was like no but i have a computer and a microphone he's like are you free <laughs> i'm like like today he's like yeah he's like 
come hop on and see if we can figure this out. Like we'll we'll have like a phone conversation, but it'll be like we were going to figure this program out. I was like, okay, sure. So like, I loaded up the computer and we started figuring it out. And he was like, hey, why don't you come on and do this with me? Just because you seem to pick this stuff up fairly quickly and like you like talking about fishing. So why don't you just come on and help me run this thing? I'm going to start a podcast. We're up on wild waters. I said, all right, I'm down. Let's do it. And I mean, fast forward, here we are today. So. Um, nice. Isn't it crazy how so much stuff in kayak fishing starts like this, and then you're looking back like, "Damn, how'd that happen? <laughs> how did we get here?" Yeah, I went from sitting in a like a future beach sit-in kayak to like now I'm traveling across the country fishing national tournaments and talking to Drew Gregory yeah. once a month on a podcast. Like it, it's it, it's wild. It's been a wild ride, and I'm excited and pumped to you know join Paddle and Finn and get our new name and transition going and uh and keep it going yeah. and get back to the, some of those basics and those fun river stories and the techniques and the and the tips and stuff that we started with and, and got away from a little bit with yeah. the turn the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the u.s military from 1911 to 1985 while colt produced the original almost every major firearm company has produced its own version it's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And it's a, it, I think, you know, this is like a perfect opportunity for the transition that y'all are doing too. Like, yeah, it's kind of starting something new, starting fresh. It's pretty sweet. I know, yeah, for sure. I know all of our folks are going to be psyched about it. We got other river, river guys in our, Paddle and Finn family, they'll be super stoked to hear about that. The one I already told is super excited because, like, he's been talking about having Drew on uh, to talk Crescent. And he, when he guessed the other day, I was like, no, it's not Drew, but that'd be cool, wouldn't it? What, <laughs> like, like what, what do you think about that? Do you think it'd be pretty cool if, like, the, the hooked all wild water gang came over and all that stuff? And he was like, yeah, it'd be great. So then I was like, oh, I told him today. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And he was like, he just stared at me for a minute, like, really? Yeah, I was like, That's yeah, funny, no man. shit. <laughs> no, for well, sure. I'll tell you one one thing real quick. Um, just to also share, like, you know, obviously you guys know I've got a lot of sponsors that support me and what I do, but none of them, like, they've never said, you know, start a podcast to do this. I, I just love to talk about the sport. I just love it, man. I just have a passion for it. And that's, you know, it's why I contacted Bassmaster and, and it was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to be a contributor. Uh, at, cause I had some friends over there already and some guys on the elite series and I, you know, I just contacted them. I'd love to contribute kayak stuff just cause I love it. You know, my sponsors didn't, I never monetized the hooked on wild waters podcast. Never did. I just, we just talked it cause we'd love to do it. No, my sponsors would still support me exact same. Right. If if we if I never did a podcast, I, you know, I, I send updates to all my sponsors, and maybe one day I'll, I'll come on uh, one of your shows. That's the right fit to talk about trying to go professional in fishing and how all that works. Is there's a lot to it, but I do send like a quarterly uh, or sometimes bi yearly, whatever. But I try to do quarterly update to my sponsors with a newsletter, letting them know here's what I'm up to, and I put the podcast on there for sure. But no one ever said do a podcast or do, you know what I mean? Like it, what I was doing was enough. So to me, this works out perfect because 
it did become, you know, my time has become more and more crunched, which is probably why when you asked me, Jimmy, it was like, yeah, guys, you know, he's busy. He's running tournaments. He's got his family, all this stuff that, it, that you see me doing. And it's true, but it actually worked out the complete opposite, which you didn't expect that you guys could take a little bit of burden off, off my hands. And it wasn't like I was monetizing this anyway. You know what I mean? Sure. And, yeah. and, and it's a win-win and there, there's more to this whole thing that'll, that'll reveal itself as time goes on as well. And in the river bass and all that, but it was super important to me. You guys are as neutral as possible. I've, I listen to all the shows. Certainly you have some guys who are sponsored by this brand or that brand or whatever. They, they mentioned those, but I don't hear you guys really, you know, ever bad mouth anybody. And that's how we are at Crescent kayaks. And it's just important to my brand. It's how I, I've always been. Uh, we're, we're pro everybody in the sport. We're like, is it Sweden or Switzerland that's neutral? I, I don't know. Whichever one of those countries is the neutral country. Is it Swiss? Sweden? I think it's Swiss. I got three intelligent guys on here. Come Switch- on, somebody. Switzerland. Oh, 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 oh. Negative two. I'm not in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I've always felt that that's kind of how yeah. I, I am. You know, Crescent is. I, I just have a love and passion for the whole sport, for everybody. I have friends that, that fish out of different brands and have different rods and real sponsors and lure. It, it doesn't matter to me. Um, right. So I, I just thought it was really cool that you guys were, were like that. And that was important to me. And we can come on here and we can still, I can still interview and talk about and mention and uh, you know, all the brands and all the names and promote, promote the anglers. That's the, really the goal to kind of keep getting the anglers who win these tournaments, who are coming on our show. Jimmy, I know we're going to interview some club guys too, some smaller clubs when the national stuff isn't, going on and uh that was just super important to me that you guys have kept that standard with paddle and fin so i really appreciate that yeah i mean that was a long conversation that you and i had drew and um you know for i don't even think we've ever talked about it but like that's like been my one standing rule since we started the podcast and that was something that jay and i agreed on way back in the day you know is that you know, we got to stay neutral. Um, and you know, the perfect example that I gave you was when we talked about the different kayak trails on our show a couple weeks back and, you know, obviously we, we all had opinions and stuff, but at the same time, like, we're not just going to go, Oh, this sucks or that's bad. It's, this is good. This is bad. Like, you know, compare and contrast and pros and cons to each, you know, and just trying to stay neutral across the board and, you know, like, like you said, um, you know, everybody has their favorite thing and, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm a new canoe guy. I love being in my new canoe, but that doesn't always meet everybody's needs, you know, like, um, you know, it's that age old question. What's the perfect kayak? There's no such thing, you know, like go try them all and see what suits you best. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah. I'd love to see you getting a new canoe, but if you got in a Crescent or a Jackson or a old town or a Hobie, like, so be it. I don't care. The most important thing is getting more people on the water and just having a great time while they're out there doing it. Yeah, man. You know, and it, it's actually, I, I thought it would be kind of hard to stay neutral, but it's actually really not like, sure. like I, I thought when we'd have these aggressive topics come up that we'd get sucked into it. And I mean, we've had, like Wes said, we had the spicy show a couple of weeks back. The tube jury was in on that, you know, but it still wasn't like slamming any one thing. It no, was, no. everybody had good points. Yeah, I think know, it was just things more were factual. Like, talking exactly. about how to make things better, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, yep. Being neutral and having a discussion isn't exclusive. Right. So right. To 
make things better and to point out uh, advantages and disadvantages as having a discussion. It doesn't mean that you're picking one over the other. Like, a discussion exactly. is a discussion. So you, you got to have those opinions and maybe that'll formulate something better at the end of it. You know? Absolutely. So, and, you know, I'm, I've always been like, like I'm one of the people that love to watch the world burn. Like <laughs> I'm, I might not contribute that. to it, but I'll do thoroughly enjoy paying attention to it. So like, if that's your thing, I'll always be like, man, check out the dudes on KBN because, you know, and I'm not saying that they like bash on people, but they don't really have to watch like they're they're known for just speaking how they feel about everything, which is great. Yeah. Like yeah. and I don't mind it at all. I, I swear to God, I love it. Like we've had conversations with Lambert and them before just to make sure. But like, look, man, you know, we're if that topics like this are happening, don't have to worry about us like doing the same show like y'all got that and then we'll do the other end of it you know and it it's always worked good man and i really enjoy it it's cool that like all of the podcasts you know kbn and serious angler and all those you know dark waters we all get along we can all mm-hmm. collaborate when need be and stuff like that it's really cool it's, it's been fun for sure and i like hearing when people like notice that we're neutral about everything you know like like Drew's not the first person to say it, Brian. I'm sure you've heard it too. People, oh, yeah. I love that y'all, you know, y'all aren't standing on one, you know, one brand, one trail, one person. You know, sure. we're not, sure. we're not kissing nobody's ass. Yeah, man. and we kiss Brian's ass, but we kind of have to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's just about being fair. I feel like Paddle and Finn is a, a member of the media. Uh, yeah, if, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And if you're a member of the media, I think you need to be fair and neutral. It doesn't mean you can't point out like Armando did that, you know, BASS had some things that, that I know they even would wish it would be could be changed. You know, in yeah, hindsight, they probably yeah, would have yeah. changed some things in which they will. We, we feel like they will right. next year and they're already on it. And Dwayne's doing the best he can with the guys at Bass. I know the Bass is wants the best for the kayak series, but, it, but to be fair, you got to bring up, I mean, the things that, that they did not do as well as some other trails or have not, it's not like we're yeah. bashing anybody, but we're just being fair and seeing it, calling it as we see it without a bias. You're not paid by Hobie or KBF or bass. So therefore yeah. you've got to be fair and neutral as a media. Now, unfortunately today we don't have a lot of neutral media anymore because and even tournament trails are paid by sponsors. You know what I mean? Whether it's sure. Phoenix Boats for Bassmaster or whoever, they've, you yeah. know, they've got sponsors too. So, you know, I just feel like you know the the moment that switches over and you start treating people that are in, let's say you're uh, have a rod sponsor or a or whatever, and you're a tournament trail or you're paddling fin, you've got big sponsors, and you start slanting things so hard that's not no longer fair and it's it's biased now it's super biased you know what i mean then then it sort of becomes no longer you're no longer that neutral media you know what i mean like right 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 yeah well and i think bringing drew to the you know the the tournament podcast and then bringing river bassin podcast to under the paddle and trend umbrella like that's probably the whole it's going to bring neutrality out of us. We're going to be able to bring our opinions and we're not like being from the hooked on wild waters podcast. It probably came across often as Drew and Crescent and mine and like what our direct opinion for like in some of those things when we brought up those topics, like, so if we said something about Hobie or we said something about BASS or we said something about KBF, that was automatically Drew's opinion 
on that but, and, and yeah. be taken as an attack. But like, I think coming into here, you know, that's going to be more, it's going to bring us into a discussion sort of space and less of completely 100% representing Drew in, in that situation as well, I think. Oh yeah. And it, you know, there's definitely like, like, like you just said, everybody knows, like they hear your show on our network. They know that yes, y'all are part of Crescent, but it is not a biased, like, Y'all, y'all are all telling how it is, and everybody will. That's right. Like, Paddle and Finn ain't gonna pick up no crap. Like, we're not gonna just. This is how we've always done it. We're not gonna bring something in that's thoroughly, totally is a curveball to that. So, that that kind of credibility, I guess, would be a word for it. Yeah. But it, it's. I think it's great to have y'all. You know, bring that on, and it's really cool that because I mean, you hit me with the name change thing like twenty minutes or no, that's probably about an hour ago, but. That that that's what I was figuring you were gonna say is what y'all were doing was getting back to that kind of like the roots of the, the you know your style fishing yeah. and river bassing which is which is great man. That was the purpose I, of I, it. I mean, it really was at the beginning, and yeah. that's and if you remember one of the early shows, some of the early shows, I talked about how you know when I when my wife and I had our son Theo, he's three years old now, but you know I I still play golf uh, on the side, not much as not as much as I used to, but it's the only hobby I have outside of fishing. So the only way when you can't play a lot of golf, cause you got a three month old or a six month old and you can't do fishing, can't do any of that stuff. The only thing you can do is listen to podcasts to try to, to just get your mind to a different place. You know what I mean? And when you're in lack of sleep and whatever, you know, and I realized how much I could learn and get better by listening to those golf podcasts without ever going to the driving range, without ever picking up a club, without just listening and learning strategy. So that's kind of where the idea of, the river Bassin podcast came in where you can teach people. And because I realized that, you know what, I'm blessed to be able to quote unquote fish for a living, but you know, obviously most people out there listening to the podcast do not. And you guys just like golf was for me, it's like, you can't, you know, you're at work, you're driving, you're commuting, you're at the gym, you're mowing your lawn, like all this, this life stuff that you're doing, you could be listening and learning. So that's kind of where, you know, that, river bass and podcast and why i guess it originally started and uh you know hopefully we can just keep kind of keep that going and, and i don't think we're going to be doing you know we'll we'll be once a week jimmy you know we'll mm-hmm. still be kind of random and whenever and hopefully we can try to get them every couple weeks uh now during the winter is when we're going to pick up and really ramp up because now that i'm in, in in beautiful northeast ohio where the winter begins and uh whatever when does the winter begin ken up here technically uh, when do you guys consider winter like november December, it can the beginning be of December at times, October. <laughs> yeah. It can yeah. snow in October. Jeez. Yeah. So that's when we're going to get busy, man. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasts between November and, you know, fall March, like start. February. Yeah. Fall yeah. can kind of be from like September to November, but winter yeah. can start as early as October. It really just depends. Yeah. I, I've been thinking it, you know, and I was going to say it to Brian, man, we're going to end up having two shows a day before it's all sudden done. We keep, adding shows yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have all the content all of it <laughs> just wait so we'll be content. on serious radio one day yeah. <laughs> non-stop kayak fishing talk yeah. it'll just be 24 hours of brian just <laughs> knocking <laughs> coffee yeah. down every 30 minutes my... here is grinder in the background i need Getting coffee fresh right roast. i bet yeah hey next next step paddle and fin coffee that's what i want <laughs> could be good why are you Until, keep, like releasing secrets man <laughs> i mean I, I didn't know but that'd be cool 
<laughs> I, I want. I need a Hawaiian. Oh God, what's it called? We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Blend. Come on, reel it back in. Reel it back in, like Ken yeah. said. We're just gonna have Ken in all of the shows. He's gonna be in the background when we all tangent off. Keep everybody on track. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the main thing I have to do for like Drew. I know. We got, we I could tell when I that, that is my biggest worry with me and Drew being on together. Is he can go down a rabbit hole, and I love to go down the rabbit hole. Right. You'll follow. Yeah. 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 And so Dan, Dan was always like because like he kind of did it on a strict times time yep. schedule yeah. so he'd be like okay let's get started show's done all right we're cool we talk for five or ten minutes afterwards and he's out but he would always like keep us in i can't like we might have some long episodes yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Drew, one of drew's favorite things to say is he's starting to spin out and like i just pretend like i'm, <laughs> I'm over there with like the kitty litter throwing it and throwing him underneath the tire treads as he's starting to spin out <laughs> come on dude let's get back in this <laughs> push I'm always spinning out, man. The re- well, I'll tell you, here, hey, listen, here's the thing, though. This is tournament related, so this applies. The reason why I'm always spinning out at every tournament, and, and I know I've got like, a, I've been blessed to have a lot of good, really good finishes, and everyone's probably like, why are you so freaking stressed out and spinning out, right? Well, first of all, fishing's hard, dude. Like, no matter what, for anyone that yeah. finishes good, it's hard to catch a bass. I mean, I'll never forget that it is hard, even for the best. But the other reason is because I just told you guys how I pre-fish. I speed date, and I really don't know. I really don't know what I have. I have to make my best guess and judgment. It's kind of like actually a speed dating show where you got all the girls and the guy, and he's got 30 minutes or whatever. The show's 30 minutes long. He's got to figure out which one he wants to pick, like just with the short time he's had with each, with each one. So the night before, Ken knows my routine. I'm sitting around. I'm eat, at the Airbnb. We're out together. I'm eating ice cream probably. I'm spinning out. <laughs> trying to just just figure out what i'm gonna do and, and and anyway so that's why i spin out just because i speed date all those the pre-fishing locations and i really don't know what i got anywhere you just stick them I, all on a dartboard and he's like yeah i kind of some of them i'm along for the ride this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and tecovis is your stop for the best in western style tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer including men's and women's boots apparel hats bags and more all Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And like we plan like float trips stuff and like, you know, or we're doing our own thing, like at Pickwick, we did our own thing. But, you know, if I'm along for the ride sometimes, like I'm like, all right, man, like I got you, like I'm going to hear to fish. But if we need to do a float trip, I need to pick you up, like whatever, just give me a ring. And we're like, okay, this is the plan. And we go to bed and I wake up and I'm like starting to like, you know, like put my shirt on and like stretch and like, you and know, Drew is like, gone. And I'm like, going, I'm going to pick up like, you know, my car keys. He's like, all right, actually I'm going, we're going here instead. And he just sends me a, a pin, like completely different than the plan before we went to bed. I'm like, 
all right, well, I guess we're going here. Let's do it. Like there's fish there, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's happened. But that's also a true story. It sounds like a joke, but it's also a true story. It's true. Just just like the the cactus thing. It's story for a different time. Oh no, story that that's got to be a story on one of y'all's first episodes. Just I I need to hear that story. Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) It is a good one. There's yeah, a cactus I, in my dog's face. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, just to stay kind of on that, what uh, do y'all have an idea for your first show yet, or are y'all still kind of anything? We, I, I mean, we can expect that it's getting back to the roots of the river fishing, but probably follow the seasons. We want to keep our shows, uh, you know, current. Relevant. You know, so if right now, if it's yeah, relevant, if it's summer. We want to talk about what the fish are doing in, in most rivers around the country. Uh, a lot of rain's falling. So now what do you do with murky water and high temps? You know, we who knows? But, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe maybe some of the the listeners here will chime in and, and what you know, tell us what do, do you want to hear? What do you want to learn about? Give us some topics that you'd love to learn about in, in terms of fishing rivers yeah. for bass because there are a million rabbit holes you can go down. And we really probably need to take very small things, things that we – think are small but really just dissect just something yeah. small and you'll be surprised that you can get 45 minutes out of something that you never even thought you could talk 10 or 15 sure. minutes on you know and then you've really covered it and then that could be the title of the show and people looking down all the shows can can be like oh my goodness i need to really learn about that and then yeah. boom you know well just like an example from like tactical bass or something like that from youtube like how many episodes have they done on spinner baits or like sure. buzz? You know what I mean? Like re- under spins. And- yeah, like yeah. just rehashing and like re-explaining a basic lure for new people who are coming into the sport. You know, like if it's at the top of your list, they have a better chance of finding it than going down to the 400th episode when you did something like that right four years ago. Well, and, and it's great too because the updates now. Yeah, like if yeah. once you go back to it, like, hey, this is something that I used to do, but now I at like you know maybe yeah. three years ago, Drew didn't do the surgical tubing thing that he does to his hook, but I mean, maybe that was more years than that. But when you yeah. figure that out in a new video, now you're going to have that little tidbit in there of like that little extra tip of to to make something do something specific. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like just even breaking down baits or current breaks or you know underwater. Uh, you know, like hiding places or a, a fishing big... off dams or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, re- going over that stuff and breaking it down to a semi-beginner level or even a very basic beginner level is going to maybe trigger something in even an advanced person's brain of, I never thought of it that way because that's not a technique I typically utilize. Because, you know, if you hand me an mm-hmm. umbrella rig, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I need to go back to a beginner thing in that sort of situation. Like, if you were to hand me that to throw, I've never thrown one. So even as much minimal success I've had and how much I've gotten into this and done in the past six years, there are still things I haven't even scratched the surface on yet. So you know, to learn using, you know, Drew's experience and then my, you know, amateur questions sometimes is how I try to get him to dig into that, the specific areas of like what could help people learn about river passing. No. Yeah, man. Like, one of the biggest things for me that and Drew's covered some of this on one of our shows, I believe is like picking water. Like I love the backwaters. I love to have to work to get to a spot, but what is like how you find those narrow them down, you know, and then 
like Drew has video of him finding fish in areas that you would not like the video of the, I can't remember what bait you were throwing where the one fish spits it. And then the bigger fish, mm-hmm. you know, just basically catches it. Like most people would look at that and be like, there's no way, a you know, three or four pound fish would live in a spot like this, you know? And right. I've experienced it too, but it's hard to find those areas where like what factors go into knowing that there can be a healthy population of healthy fish in an area, stuff like that. Like, and I plan on using you as my co-host to the full advantage of learning all of yeah. this. Yeah. There was a so secondary here. It was like, Drew's great, but I need help. So <laughs> Dude, it's, it's crazy because I have to also balance in my head. What do I want to What can you tell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard. There's no sport, no sport in the planet where you could, someone could put on a set of headphones and listen to something and all of a sudden go – like increase their you know ability and skill and that sport as much as bass fishing dude the fish have no chance it's not because the lures are better today that's not what it is it's about inter- the technology to communicate with everybody else who you know all the other predators which we are to them right that's where they're screwed man they have no yeah. chance dude i'm telling you right now <laughs> yeah. i could sit here and tell you guys exactly how to catch all these fish uh, that you know that I target and, and have been successful doing it, and I promise you, you know how to throw a bait caster good enough and a spinning rod, and you know how to rig your baits on there good enough to go out there and do pretty much, you know, pretty darn close to what I'm doing. And then we have a a, a bunch more people doing it, and and obviously we want them to to get better. I, I definitely want to help people get better, but it's in, just insane how much you how much better you can get. And, and oh, no, here's you, what, one of, the, one of the biggest questions that you're going to get in any way, shape, or form, so it's just going to like encompass all of this, is does Drew really use straight braid? Yeah, that's true. We've <laughs> covered it a hundred times, but you will get asked. Yeah. Again and again and again. I, I have a the guy that got me into some of the backwater fishing here when I first got into kayak fishing. He's the same way. And like, he's, he's old school guy and he's always been straight braid. And I, I did not understand that. So like, well, before I knew about Drew and that Drew did that. And like, we actually like put it to a test one day, me, him and his brother were out there. They fished same rod and reel, same baits, braid versus uh, fluorocarbon braid and then braid versus monofilament. And he waxed him, you know, like 15 to one and was like, doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, we could definitely go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but, but, was, but here's why I say that, because I was thinking in my head today, now, as you guys listen to the podcast or if you have in the past, you know, of course, I do use straight braid. I don't use any other line. I have a spool of, of fluorocarbon somewhere over here. I just, Whatever still, that stuff is. Yeah. Floor, floor, yeah. Floor. yeah. <laughs> still have not strung it up. But I was thinking in my head today. It's actually funny we're saying this because I was thinking how I don't throw. You also know I don't throw a lot of uh, crankbaits because they have trouble hooks. I like to fish a lot of places with a lot of cover, hard cover places that you know they could get hung up. And I choose single hook lures like spinner baits and chatter baits and buzz baits more often. But I do throw a whopper plopper sometimes. Uh, it's a, it's a great bait and a, and a spook uh, or really the uh, the new thir- thirteen fishing dual pitch is a great uh, the one I really use. It's a spook style walking bait. Now, here's what I was thinking. If you listen to any podcast with any pro anglers, they're all like, oh, I throw 50-pound braid for a whopper plopper, straight braid, 50-pound braid. Or maybe they'll put a little bit of a leader, right, because uh, that way the braid doesn't get caught up in the hooks, which I still – it, like, rarely ever happens to me. It really does. Either, it, yeah. 
So I was thinking to myself, are the hooks on a Whopper Plopper? You guys tell me, is uh, the hooks on a, a Zara Spook Jr. or Zara Spook, are they any different in size than a crankbait? I mean, it depends are on they, the are they much like, profiles or anything, but no. Yeah, they're not much different. That means if you get a bigger crankbait, it's the same size, number four or whatever it is, number six hook. Yeah. If you use a smaller, they're all the same, but they would still throw straight braid, right, on the top water because it floats and it's that's what they want. So why do you yep. not throw braid for a crankbait? They're like, oh, you need that stretch and all that stuff. Why? So why wouldn't you need it on a top water then for the same thing? Because the hooks don't pull out, wouldn't you? My yeah. Same hook. My, the thing that kills yeah. me with guys with the braid it. talk on uh, not going braid on like crankbaits is they're like, well, it won't dive as deep. Well, if you throw it, you know, further, long line it, it'll yeah, get right. down there. And like, it's thinner. Actually, it's thinner diameter. It's thinner diameter, so it should die. Yeah, you know, again, I'm should, not the expert on crankbaits. So, so in the walleye world, when you're trolling crankbaits, braid will actually allow that bait to dive deeper because of the diameter is thinner compared right. to less compared resistance. To mono. Yeah, yeah, less yeah. resistance in the water. So, so take again, that, I, you people that don't think yeah. this way. I mean, and uh. would you be able to compensate <laughs> for that? stretch with a different power rod that's my that's thought exactly process exactly right that's what i do that's exactly and that's where dan and i could get into the topic is <laughs> a little bit now that that's there are a couple situations where you will need a different rod action but for in general with most of the stuff i throw i do want the same length the same action for that day because i want when i pick it up i want that cast to feel the same for accuracy purposes and i want to know I want to know, like, it sounds crazy, but I almost can feel when I set the hook on a fish, I can feel it move from point to barb in its mouth. Like, I know exactly how much because there's no stretch in braid. So I know exactly how much, like, pressure to constantly be putting on them, right? So if I have a crankbait fish, if I have a crankbait fish, I'm not going to just wail on and pull the hook out. I know that I'm using braid as low stretch. I know what action my rod is. I'm not going to rip the hooks out of their mouth. It's just not what I'm going to do because that's what I'm used to using. And that's what I know I'm using is anyway. So it's all examples. Yeah, yeah, man, I am. This is the example that I just inserted into this podcast of things that we can get into. (laughs) That's right. Well, yeah, a lot of that, just to add a little bit to that, like you said, you, you can feel it as you do it. Like for me with anything, treble hooks, I don't as much feel the fish as I feel the, how the rods, like what is the rod giving me in feedback that lets me know like the fish. Okay. So the fish is swimming towards me. I don't feel that backbone yet. Keep, you know, keep increasing real faster stuff. Like there's a lot to that, that whole fishermen like to have stuff to argue about. I feel like line is one of those things because a lot of people talk about uh, fluorocarbon and stuff's better for line visibility and the fish can see it. That probably used to be true when line was like this thick, like all these diameters have decreased so much. Like you can't see my 25 pound stuff in the water. Like you go grab like a 30 year old thing of like 25 pound mono. I could pull my truck across the street with it. Like now (laughs) it's, it's invisible up to like 35. I have saltwater stuff that's invisible, 35, 45 pounds. And like Brian was saying, like the braids thinner. So yeah. If that's and your argument, the, you're yeah. still losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you want a moving with when you're throwing a moving bait, like a, a whatever, a spinner bait, chatter bait, crank bait, whatever, anything that's moving, you just 
the line definitely doesn't matter. They're they're reacting to it. You're knocking it off rocks. You're forcing them to just do yeah. a quick reaction strike. Um, uh, and that's you know I, anyway. I don't want to get it. We'll get into all this at, uh, in podcasts to come. But I've got a lot of weird theories and honestly <laughs> the only reason i'm able to confidently share them and just throw them out there kind of like vomit them out sometimes as ken knows is because i have proven them to be accurate in my mind you know i've proven them in my mind and no one's ever out out repeated success yeah like or no one fishing near me or whatever with a different setup has proven that 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 changes the outcome now I'm not saying it's hundred percent of the time. Cause I'm sure maybe here on, uh, on Lake Erie now where I live, you know, close to Erie, when, if I uh, I'm drop shotting or whatever, like maybe that's a good well, time yeah, to, they, to, to, you know, you have to take into yeah. consideration the style of fishing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah for sure. Fishing versus it's going yeah, to make the argument different. different. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try using white Cortland master braid or a six pound or eight pound test first. <laughs> and then seeing if it, seeing if seeing if it doesn't you know work. What I, I, did? I just I just left my uh my spinning rod out in the sun, so the green braid turned white anyway. <laughs> there you go. Then just left it on like that. There you go. <laughs> Poor man's trick. <laughs> That's right. And the re- the reason I said white, the reason I say white is because there are YouTube videos out there where they put all the braided lines in the water in clear blue water. They do it in, in black water, you know, darky dark water, murky. Um, and white, yeah, darky white is the best <laughs> for the clear blue water. White shows up the least, which is kind of opposite of what I thought. You know what I mean? But uh, the moss green is the best in that sort of you know Florida tannic kind of water like that. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I said white. If anybody's uh, curious of the clear water, like a Sinclair Erie, and we'll see, man. We'll see uh, if it if it makes a difference or not. You know. So we'll I hope it out. works. I hope it works. I just want to know that it works. Like. It's like I was in in crystal clear water, 15 foot caught fish on braid. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Just to throw that in, all those guys. Uh, just, <laughs> still works. I predict that it will. And the only thing I will say about this while we wrap this up is there is a big difference, too. The places I'm fishing are typically I look, look for places that are unpressured, that have uneducated fish. And they're, and you combine that with a moving bait, pff, it doesn't matter what you're throwing. You know Game what I mean? But over. Lake Erie, no. it's it's it, there's so many smallmouth out there. I feel like a 25 foot in some random reef, it's the same thing. They're they're unpressured. They're not as pressured. You know what I mean? Out there in deep water, and you could probably catch them on on light braid, just as good as you could anything else. Plus, you got the no stretch, and you can pull them up off the zebra mussels and stuff like that a little bit better. You know what I mean? Maybe you could even go to a 10 or 12 pound and get them up in where other people are finessing them, and they break off on zebra mussels, and you're Horsing sure. them up out of there. I mean, yeah, we'll just have to see. Boat flipping. Yeah. There you go. Pound walleye that swims by. That's right. That's right. That's right. Dinner. Hey, and what, what Jimmy said is a hundred percent correct. What Jacob Wheeler did, if you guys watched the Major League Fishing Tournament, he um, won in an insane fashion on the St. Lawrence River. One of the things he did was actually everyone's thinking, "Oh, I got a drop shot, six pound test, clear water, and in bedfish." He actually 
upgraded and he caught a lot of his fish, some of them on a baitcaster, first of all, A, which he could horse them in and get them in a lot quicker because time was the essence in that tournament. Yeah. I mean, he caught like 160 pounds one day, 160 pounds. And he caught, a, I think it was like every six minutes, he was averaging a three and a half pound fish or something insane like that. So the point is the way that he had other people are spending th two, three and four minutes fighting one fish. If he, he moved his spinning rod up to, I believe, 12 pound test. And he did all that and he caught him on his bait caster if he could. And the spinning rod only to, if you imagine you're catching 50 or 60 fish a day and you can gain a minute on everybody else, you know, on every fish, you can average a minute and it, you catch 60 fish. That's an hour of fishing time you gained on the entire field. And that's, that's why true. I would go to that braid, the low diameter. I would try to catch him with that first and always do. I, I want to catch everything on a bait caster. I mean, I, I haven't used a spinning rod in probably, you know, a while, probably since last time, this time last year. Cause if I can find them on that setup, then I can horse them in. I can control them. I can get them in and be sure they're getting in the boat more, more likely than a, a spinning rod. And it, it saves some time too, of course. So, Oh yeah. Yep. Well, that'll be another episode. Dan's going to be busy. <laughs> I think Drew's going to be on Dan's show a lot. When I told Is him that I'd got, this down? This I, I'm sure he will when he listens. Like <laughs> when I told him, cause Dan he, has the nickname of spreadsheet. So I'm sure yeah. it's being written down. Yeah, it just went from like Drew, so and so, so and so. That's like Drew, week off Drew, week off Drew. <laughs> but yeah, when I told him that I'd got you to uh, be the new co-host, he was like, "Well, crap, man! I was thinking about getting him to come do some, some like guest hosting and stuff with me." I was like, "No, I'm sure that like, especially like you said, come your off season, you got all the time to talk fishing. We'll have like five hour episodes on that that segment." You'll have to you'll have to have Ken every now and then just click in the stream yard and be like Reel it in. Or, Reel it in, Drew. <laughs> Dude, it's true. <laughs> Jimmy, there there will be times where I just completely forget where Drew. we were. I, dude, and you'll have to remind I'll me. Pay you gotta go I'll hang out with Theo. Come on. Yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> dude, I got a I got a second kid do, you know, on on Christmas the day after Christmas. So yeah. there's no doubt about it. That's gonna be a a busy Ooh. time for me. If I'm on a podcast, then trust me, I'm uh, not. Gonna uh, we'll just podcast from the delivery room. Wife. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll go over and be like, hey, Ken, come pick me up so I can finish this on my phone on the way to the hospital. <laughs> I'm going to be critiquing the doctor, be like, no, dude, latex, latex gloves will work fine. You don't need the. Uh, like critiquing all the way he's doing. You're, you're, dude, your form is way off. Your form is way off here. <laughs> oh, the drama. Oh. I love it. Just use a cinch knot. What are you doing? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, guys, thank y'all for coming on tonight to, you know, introduce it to everybody else. Drew, thanks so much for, you know, wanting to join me on this. This will be great. And Ken, I'm glad to have you on. I love listening to y'all stuff. So it's going to be cool that now it's just in house with us and y'all are taking it back to kind of where it came from. And Brian, uh, I don't thank you for anything. Welcome to the family, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Brian does a lot, man. Like all of this is possible because Brian has he has quit, but he doesn't ever actually allow himself to quit. He quits a lot that no one knows about, but it never actually like goes through. Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Got to keep the family together. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. I'm no, man. To be, to be you know, coming along, I didn't get cut from the team or anything like that. So it, no, that's why I wanted you on tonight because like 
you know, we knew you were coming and I, I was just yeah. going to do a show of like introducing Drew and do a couple other things. And then I was like, well, no, nah, that, I, that there's no other way to introduce y'all show in my mind correctly. So just right, have a party sure. over here. No, yeah. man, I appreciate you guys. Thanks again. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this helps out the Paddle and Fent Network and what you guys are doing. You've worked hard, man. And, um, you know, people out there have helped me along the way. Um, a lot of folks out there, I couldn't have gotten where I, I was without them. I mean, I'm some really prominent names, even some of my friends that do fish uh, professionally on the bass boat side have stuck their necks out for me and done stuff that I could never, you know, repay them for. I just couldn't. But um, I hope that in some small way, this is just a part of what helps you guys accomplish your, your goals and dreams, man. You know, so I'm, I'm living mine. I love it. And I'm happy to just talk about it with you guys and laugh and, and go down these rabbit holes and, wormholes or whatever they're whatever they call it are they rabbit or wormholes or do either work i don't know either or i feel like it depends on how far you go rabbit hole has an ending and wormhole we just lose a whole episode (laughs) yeah that's true is it a last tech worm no (laughs) (laughs) and that's we'll have to come up with a worm word for that jumping from one hole to another Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah hey and the last thing we'll say is uh we will have more exciting announcements to come on the tournament show. One of them concerning the fantasy game that Ken and I yep. started that a lot of you guys follow along. We're going to have a big announcement about that probably on next week's show. And I do want to say I've only posted this maybe on my story, but um, maybe I did a post about it. I can't remember. I did a post, but if you guys are out there and you tournament fish hashtag catch count, you know, catch board K E T C H catch yep. count. Whenever you finish a tournament, we want to see your best, you know, your tournament winning fish, whether it's a three fish tournament or a five fish, do a pick stitch of them. I'm really trying to grow this thing because I think it's cool to have one hashtag to be able to look at just some awesome stringers out there from people. So it's on the catch board, hashtag catch count, and let's just kind of make it a thing and grow it and, uh, you know, be pretty cool. So thank you, man. All right, guys, I will uh, cut y'all loose. I'm going to go right. over some tournaments from last week, and then everybody tune in. We'll have Drew next week, and we'll I have no clue what tournaments are scheduled going on. We may have a, you know, a small club from somewhere or one of the big nationals. I don't know what's going on right now. So, Yeah. Well, appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, appreciate it, guys, and uh, see all right. see y'all in the future. See you guys. Awesome. All right. Well, let you me get me these real quick. Nah, man, I can let you go. I don't think I want to, though. I think oh. you're stuck. No, you're yeah. good, man. I know you've done a lot. You've done a podcast already this tonight. Is, uh, yeah, this is like show number three for me for the night. So, yeah, you, you've <laughs> I still gotta you got on. that ice, ice cast meetings and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. have fun. Tell the wife right I said, on. hey. We'll do, man. <laughs> Same here. All right, we'll, man. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Night. All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, we didn't do it uh, last week when we did our show saying bye to Dan, so I hopped right back on it this week. Uh, big shout out to my wife for helping me do some of these tasks and getting all this stuff together. Uh, so we're going back into tournament coverage. So first up on the list, uh, friends over there at Slay Nation, we're, uh, Tupper Lake in New York, they had 25 anglers for a five-fish tournament. First place, Brian Nunziato, 93 and three quarters. Second place, Justin Query with 85 and three quarters. Third place, Brian Hoops with 85 and a half. Uh, going on from there, we have the All-American Kayak Series. Uh, they were on the Upper Mississippi River Pools 8, 9, and 10. Love that area. Pool 9 is my jam. Uh, 
55 anglers, first place, Joshua uh, Gager with 89 and three quarter, second place, Jacob Kaiser, 88 and a quarter, third place, Lance Burris with 87 and three quarters. And the fishing has been on fire up there as far as numbers, all but 11 anglers hit a limit. Um, so in conjunction with the All-American Kayak Series event, the Minyak Bass Fishing League had an event up there in Lacrosse as well. Uh, some of the same names, they had 32 that did that. Um, so good bit of people double dipped. Uh, first place, Jacob Kaiser, 88 and a quarter. Second place, Lance Burris with 87 and three quarter. And third place, uh, Ryan Bonikowski with 87. So Jacob and Lance took home a couple of paychecks. So congrats to those guys. Uh, kayak anglers of Northeast Ohio are on Berlin Lake. Uh, 31 anglers, three fish limit here. Uh, first place, Eric Ortapan, 48. Second place, Bob Hammond with 46 and three quarter. Third place, Eric Lander with 44 and three quarter. Uh, moving on, West Virginia kayak anglers are on Cheat Lake. And it says river open, so they must have had kind of an open uh, boundary for some of the rivers up there. Uh, charity tournament as well, 55 anglers in that. First place, Garrett Thompson, 73 and a half. Uh, second place, Philip Backus with 72, all smallies. And same for third place, Andrew Sweet with 70 and a quarter, all smallies. Gotta love an all smallie limit. Uh, moving on, Buckeye Kayak Fishing Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. They were on uh, Winton, Cowan, and Stonelick. 60 anglers. First place, Reese Stoughton with 85. Second place, Chris Anderson, 83 and a quarter. Third place, Adrian Warfield with 80 and a quarter. Uh, New York Bass Fishing, we're on Hem Dice, 54 anglers. Uh, first place, Dan Robinson with 90 inches, big bag. Second place, Dan Hargrave with 89 and three quarters. Third place, Bruce Rodenberg with 86 and a quarter. And another good tournament where more than half of the anglers caught a limit. Uh, Southwest Virginia Kayak Anglers did a statewide tournament uh, online, 32 anglers. Uh, first place, Travis Harper with 90 and three quarters. Second place, Matthew Mullins with 81. Third place, Mark Huffman with 80. A few more left. Mid-Atlantic Kayak Bass Fishing was on the Okaquan Reservoir. We'll go with that. Uh, 30 anglers. First place, CJ SP with 76 and a half. Second place, Sterling Leach with 59. Third plate, Mr. Jake Harshman with 58 and a quarter. Uh, that was tough fishing. Uh, 30 anglers, only 56 fish were caught, and first place was the only uh, only person to catch a limit. Uh, Oklahoma kayak anglers are on Lake Sardis. 47 anglers. First place was Josh Barlow with 66 and three quarters. Second place was Michael Galbraith with 64 and a quarter. Third place was Josh Massey with 64. And the top three of that were the only three to catch a limit. So got hot fishing on one side of the country and then tough fishing on the other. Probably all this crazy heat that's going on out west. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Uh, Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association. We're on Big Marine Lake, 51 anglers. First place, Paul Jansen with 86 and a half. Second place, Sonny Zhang with 86 and a quarter. Third place, Kylie Zhang with 83. Um, Colorado Kayak Fishing Club was, they did in a multi-species, uh, pike and trout. 33 anglers. First place was Corey Dole with 94 and a half. Second place was Justin Collins with 92 and three quarters. Third place was Paul Roth with 92 and a half. I cannot remember the person's name. I think it was fourth place had uh, fourth by, he was like one inch or two inches off of third and he did not even have a limit. So he had some monster fish. Uh, Kayak fishing Utah bass tour Deer Creek in Herbert City. 50 anglers. First place, Doug Rowe with 74 and a half. Second place, Aaron Warner with 67 and a quarter. Third place, Jesus Lopez with 66 and a half. California Bass Nation event was on, uh, it says they were out in Stockton. It's a frog only event. 36 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Jorge Rulius with 52 and a half. Uh, Pui Yang with second 51 and three quarter. Choi Haney, third place, 48 and a quarter. Actually would have expected some bigger numbers from some California frog fishing than that, but must have been tough fishing, so congrats to those guys. Oh, we got five left. Stick with me. Uh, the Lady Slayers Online Series, 31 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Misty Wiseman with 97 and a half. Uh, big limit. Second place, Victoria Quirk with 96 and a quarter. Third place, Jenny Willite with 90 and a quarter. And our very own Paddle and Fins, Susie Roloff, was in fifth. Good job, Susie. We love you. SoCal Kayak Anglers, open event, 60 anglers. First place, Shane uh, Lamont, 99 inches. Second place, Jonathan DeMonet with 98 and three quarter. Third place, Brian Lepke with 94 and three quarter. Uh, American Bass Association Kayak Series event, Lower Ote. We'll go with it, that's what it says. Uh, 40 anglers, 5 fish limit. Same names from the event. Oh, okay, this is the other uh, joint event. So, again, Shane Lamont, first place with 99, second place, Jonathan DeMonet with 98 and three quarter, third place, Brian Lepke with 94 and three quarter. So, all three of those guys got double checks. Uh, KBF. TN, yeah, KBFTN had their Saturday night tournament on Percy Priest, 32 anglers. The man, Russ Snyders, took that win, 56 and three quarter. Todd Killian, second place with 53 and three quarter. Third place to Josh Sharp with 51 and a quarter. Uh, and last but not least, the Beaver Fork Bass Bash, uh, Lake Beaver Fork. And uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Uh, first place. James Davis, 81 and three quarters. Second place, Gordon Perham with 70. Third place, Garrett Morgan with 60 and a half. And that was a five fish limit. So 81 and a quarter. That was a struggle bus. But uh, that's all the tournaments. Sorry that took so long. That was a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, for anybody that's made it this far, thanks so much. This is all possible because of you guys. Um, hope everybody's excited about adding Drew to our show. Uh, I think having him on is just going to be another, you know, it's going to give us another aspect and another, you know, perspective of tournament fishing to help with these tournament interviews. So thanks for having me guys. We'll be back Monday. 
or no, I'm sorry, next Wednesday's when the next show will post. Uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know who we got. And again, uh, I'll still Brian's outro since he didn't get to say every left. Tight lines, smooth paddling. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.